Welcome to my second podcast, technically the first one, because I upload the real episode of the first one. It was a short one about World War II playing so far with that, though. I might upload it later if I have time. Anyway, today's episode is going to be a bit longer because it's a larger topic. It's the Beatles, more specifically how they relate to anti-war stuff in the Cold War and other smaller wars involved in that. It sounds like it'll be a smaller subject because it's only one band, only one small aspect of the war, blah, blah, blah. It's actually a huge topic. At least I turned it into a huge topic. That might be on me. Anyway, let's get started instead of endlessly monologuing into the void. Now, I could start with the music like any normal person, but at this point we all know I am no normal person. I think running 8 miles on a hot day sounds like a fun idea. I listen to super sad music to hype up for a race. really only had sad music in my playlist that day. And I want to talk about each individual aspect of the Beatles. Now, while researching for this part of the podcast, I found some weird things that I never could have imagined. Like how John Lennon was almost deported and someone actually paid $35,000 for a lock of his hair. I never wanted to know any of this, but the internet is mysterious in many ways. Bet one day I'll need to know how much a lock of his hair went for. Now, I spent hours going through biographies for each individual beetle, trying to find different keywords and phrases, but everything I found wasn't relevant to the topic of anti-war meanings. Now, I couldn't give up there, I've already spent hours researching, so instead, I looked up each artist's solo songs after the Beatles broke up, and I think I found enough meaning in those songs to find some individual opinions. Let's start with Paul McCartney, mostly because he's the one who wrote my favorite song, Yesterday. Fun fact, I heard it in like 6th grade, then around 2 years later a movie was released with the same name. I'd like to think I had some hand in the movie being released, given that everything you do on the internet is recorded. So it isn't that hard to believe that listening to the same song 20 times in one setting is affecting what movies are being released. After the Beatles, Paul McCartney kept writing music, thank God, including Fine Line, saying, There is a long way between chaos and creation. I really like that quote. It points out the destruction caused by war that's trying to do good. Good. <laughs> Plus, it's kind of catchy. Anyway, this song shows that my dude Paul is against war. I don't know how much evidence I'm going to need. There's so many songs plus four members of the band. I'll try to cut eat one. Really? I mess up at the last line? Second on my wild list is John Lennon, mostly because it's his music that's stuck in my head the most at this given moment. Also, I don't know why I didn't just start with John, he's literally the most obvious one there is. Attica State actually opens with what a waste of human power, what a waste of human life. The entire song is a protest to war, making his views very clear. One other thing I'd like to mention here is that the song also says, now's the time for revolution, even though the Beatles have a song called Revolution, where they very clearly say that they don't want a revolution. Just something cool I found, it probably means nothing, like how he might be trying to say that revolution is an order for peace to return. What do I know? Just making weird connections in music.
Anyway, time to go to the third Beatle I'll be talking about, Ringo Starr. He has one specific song that comes to mind, really one of the only ones I heard, because I did this one last, Sun Love Spread Peace. The title is a little on the nose, but it's its point across. Plus, it's a very catchy song. It makes its point very clear, saying, imagine what a wonderful world it could be, and send love, spread peace. That leaves one Beatle left. In post-Beatles, he's gone and had some great music. We all know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about George Harrison. The song that I'll discuss is Give Me Love, Peace on Earth. He pretty much says... Give me peace, give me love, plus variations of that, but it's a very catchy song beyond belief. I think I might just really like the guitar, but still it's so freaking catchy. I just listened to it again while writing this bit, and it might be stuck in my head again for a while. It does show his views on war in a way though. This wasn't the most effective way to find their views on war, given that I only really know general ideas for each band member, like yes or no but it gave me an excuse to listen to a ton of music, so I'm loving it. Now, before I move on, I legally have to mention that Rocky Balboa ended the Cold War in Rocky IV. Let's talk about that for a second. Rocky finally had everything he would ever want. He has a wife, kids, even has a robot butler and his best friends with his... Uh, old enemy, Apollo Creed. Then, Russia wants to enter their own fighter into the uh, boxing league that I still don't know the name of. And they can't not say no because that would show that they don't trust him. And they also can't check him for steroids because that would show that they don't trust what Russia said about him taking steroids. So, yeah, he's doing steroids. Anyway, Apollo says that he'll fight him ends up doing it then getting killed and that was super sad and then Drago challenges Rocky and Rocky fights him after the coolest training montage in the entire thing honestly I still listen to that song to this day and Rocky wins ironically the same year that that movie came out Russia started selling not selling they don't sell nukes they started getting rid of their arsenal and that started uh de-escalating the situation so i don't really believe in coincidences rocky balboa ended the cold war by beating a jacked up guy on steroids that's it back to the music Okay, now that that's over with, it's time to talk about the music of the Beatles and how it helped the anti-war effort. I probably didn't have to do this, but it gave me an excuse to listen to all the music again with new purpose, understanding the meaning of every single lyric. Given this, they do have some pretty weird songs that took me by surprise, most notably being Maxwell's Silver Hammer, being about a guy killing three people, a girl he asks on a date, his teacher, and eventually a judge who's trying to get him in jail for doing the first two murders. No matter how hard I search, I can't find a real Maxwell Edison. Only references to the song and Doctor Who, and also Big Time Rush, but that entire movie was a reference to the Beatles and also British pop culture. There are a few songs like that, but they're pretty weird. 
I'm pretty sure they were doing drugs while doing that. Anyway, now that those catchy yet horrific songs are out of my system, it's time to start talking about some anti-war songs. You know, the ones that I'm supposed to be talking about this entire podcast. The reason you're here is for these songs. <laughs> there are a few songs that are clear, like Revolution, where they repeatedly say they do not want a revolution. When you talk about destruction, don't you know that you can count me out? All right, all right, all right. They spend the entire song going against change, mentioning the institution and things like that. Catchy song, too. Let's move back to Back in the USSR, the song that's been plaguing my mind since the beginning of the school year, since anybody mentions the USSR, especially during the World War II unit. The song is unbearably catchy. Back in the USSR sounds like it's just a song talking about how great the USSR is, with different girls being mentioned from different places, like a Beach Boys song would. It sounds like it's saying how great it is, but if you listen closely, it starts to sound a little worse and way more creepy than first imagined. Some lyrics include, Man, I had a dreadful flight. That one isn't that bad. Been away so long I hardly know the place. Eh, a little worse. And Honey, disconnect the phone. Wow! Wow! That one's way worse. God, wow! Anyway, this is showing how much the place has changed in the few years since the band's last tour, if you put it as it sounds, which you should. The song is catchy, but... Wow. <laughs> they only have a few other songs that are like that, but I'm starting to lose songs that have meaning. They only have a few songs that were so blatantly obvious that I could find them right away. Struck with disbelief, I lay on my bedroom floor listening to the Beatles records, trying to find anything related to anti-war protest. Then I had a moment of realization halfway through the song, All You Need Is Love. I started again, pieced it together. All You Need Is Love. It was kind of a hippie song. All you need is love, 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 etc. But thinking about it, during a time of high tensions, what more could a British famous boy band say than all you need is love? Forget about war. All you need is love. I've said that phrase a lot. That makes almost every single Beatles song an anti-war song because it's putting a different message in your head. As Stanley said, make love, not war. His last cameo. That still makes me sad. Suddenly, songs like I Want to Hold Your Hand, She Loves You, Yeah, 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 and Love Me Do turn into anti war songs because they're spreading messages of love, not war. It's a peaceful message that everyone needs. Even after the Beatles broke up, there are still songs that are written in protest of war. One of my favorites being Imagined by John Lennon. I completely left this one out in the earlier section because I wanted to mention it here. It pretty much says, what if this didn't exist a ton? Including religion, possessions, and countries, obviously. It was definitely a good song about peace and letting the world live as one, but I'm pretty sure it was the reason he was murdered. That part still bums me out. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Make sure you let me know if I should upload my first one that's about planes. Thank you, Mrs. Elliot, for giving me an excuse to listen to a ton of music and start a podcast I'll probably never use for any other purpose than schoolwork. Though who knows? I might do something at some point. Probably. Maybe. Most likely not, but the future is pretty big, like insanely big, and I'll be stuck in quarantine for a long time. A long time. Sorry for making it sound like this podcast would be really long. It's probably not once I finish editing it all together. Well, 
that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye now. You can go home. Stop listening. Bye. What are you still doing here? I told you it's over. Go home. There's nothing left. Just go home. Bye. Seriously, what are you still doing here? I'm not going to say anything else that's important. Just go home. <laughs>